Welcome to the Investor Coaching Show, a podcast to help you get an insider's view of the financial world and escape common investment traps. We look at the financial news of the day and help you make sense of it so you can relax about money. And here's your host, Paul Winkler. And welcome. This is the Investor Coaching Show, and I am Paul Winkler. And as always, discussing the things that are probably on your mind because they're out there being talked about in the media. And the media loves to make you just so at ease with everything that's going on. And sometimes you just have to hear the other side of the story. And there's always another side of the story, right? So one of my friends once said, there's three sides to every story. It's your view, my view, and, and the truth, right? <laughs> it's kind of how that works. Um, so one of the questions that came up this week, and I'm just going to handle a couple things and just uh, do walk through some of the things that I'm hearing. One of my guys actually made a comment about, hey, somebody asked about this. Have you done anything on this particular topic? And the topic was structured notes. And I said, yeah, I do actually have something out there. I haven't done anything out there on that in a little while. I did something on that. Oh, I don't even remember when, but it's on the website. I, it's one of the nice things about the web. Well, we keep most of the stuff. We got a few things that have fallen off over the years, but uh, a lot of those things are still out there. So a lot of times people can ask questions about things like, oh, you got this video on it, did this audio on it. Uh, I just think it's really efficient to have all of that information out there that anybody can grab access to. It's paulwinkler.com. So a structured note. So let's just talk in general about investing. When I invest, you know, you'll have different market segments that you might invest in. You might have investing in big companies, you might be investing in small companies, you might be investing in value companies and growth companies and international and U.S. and different different types of bonds and and, you know, especially as you get closer to retirement, there's always something to be scared about. There's always something to be worried about. Hey, what's going on? This is going to happen. And, and here's where things are going. And, of course, bad news sells way more, way better than good news. As I often say, the reason is because with good news, you don't have anything to prepare for. There's no risk. There's no threat to you with good news. The threat is with the bad news, so therefore I would gravitate to that because then I can do something to prepare to protect myself against it. There's nothing to protect yourself against when it comes to good news. So hence, the media overwhelmingly leans bad news. And, you know, I talked about that recently with the media, our media here in America versus other countries around the world. And this was actually tested in, in research how our media responded to the pandemic was way worse than other countries around the world. You know, it's just over, even when the case counts went down, the news was still bad. You know, so it's just part of the joy of living here. <laughs> we have that. So once one person asked something about, I guess there's possibility, you know, you different parts of the country, kind of in a different part of the country and, you know, and uh, some of the time and, and, you know, here other time, other parts of the time, but, you know, there was something about structured notes and, you know, radio programs, you know, you'll have people come on and say, hey, and I'm just guessing that maybe where this came from might have been on the radio or something like that. You know, financial shows, a lot of them are more geared 
to sell things, I gear this toward education because I just, we don't sell anything. Uh, and, you know, I think that as an investor, you're not as liable to be sold something if you're educated. You're not liable to be put into something that you really don't belong in. And structured notes is one of those things that you might be tempted toward. So basically with structured note, you've got a financial institution issues one of these things. And what they're what they do is they may base the returns on like equity indexes. And, you know, a lot of times we hear the idea that indexing is a good thing. And again, indexing works really well compared to active management in large stocks and large U.S. and large international stocks. It doesn't work as well with small because it overweights bigger companies. So small companies have a higher expected return than big companies, and you're overweighting the big companies, which doesn't make any sense. But, you know, never um, never leave anything in the financial industry to that it has to make sense to be talked about and sold. <laughs> just just doesn't work that way. Uh, but you know, what happens is value companies, it's the same thing. When you're dealing with value companies, by definition, a value company would be a lower price thing. And when you're buying a value index, you're buying bigger companies. And again, that doesn't make sense. It actually return wise historically is much, much greater loss of returns with indexes versus an asset class investing approach where you aren't stock picking and market timing like you are in an index fund, but you're not overweighting those big companies. Now with a structured note, they're basing it on an index and, and your return will be based on the movement of that index, whether it be like the S&P 500, let's say, or, or something like that, or Russell 2000 or whatever. And what happens is they'll have this fixed maturity and then what will happen is they'll have a couple components, a bond component and an embedded derivative. And this is kind of like indexed annuities in a way you think about it with an indexed annuity, you buy bonds and they'll say, Hey, we're going to guarantee you can't lose money. And what they do is they buy a bond at a discount and it will mature for the full value. The other money, let's say if you take a hundred thousand dollars as as an example, and you buy $70,000 in bonds that will mature to eventually be worth $100,000, and then the rest of it you buy derivatives. So now we have the potential, quote unquote, and that's how they're able to tell you, hey, you could get this. You could get this return. You know, and you could not get this return. You could end up, you know, with nothing but your money back, in, you know, in 15 years or whatever. You know, so in reality, it, they make it sound really good. You can't lose any of your money, but you have a lost opportunity cost of the return you should have gotten had they not sucked your return away from you is really what it gets down to. So if you look at the Securities and Exchange Commission website, they actually have an investor bulletin. And that's what they do. The regulators will go, it's free country. We'll let you guys sell stuff to people. We love to protect investors. But the reality of it is, it's a free country and you guys can sell stuff to people. Buyer beware, as one regulator once said to me. So with the Securities and Exchange Commission, they'll put out an investor bulletin. And that's their warning to you as an investor. You may never read it, but guess what? I will read it for you. <laughs> uh, so, you know, that's one of the things they do. They describe that as uh, structured notes are, are securities issued by financial institutions 
whose returns are based on, among other things, equity indexes, a single equity security, a basket of equity securities, interest rates, commodities, foreign currencies. So they, they could base this thing on a lot of different things that you probably shouldn't be investing in. Um, thus, your return is linked to the performance of a reference asset or index. Structured notes have a fixed maturity and include those two components, the bond and, and the embedded uh, derivative. Now, first of all, one of the things that you have that you don't hear about in the sales presentations are market risks. And that's what the, the SEC talks about here is that they can provide for the repayment of principal at maturity and you can have principal protection, but it's subject to the credit risk of the issuing company. So the reality is you're dependent upon that issuing company being okay as a firm themselves doesn't necessarily put a warm fuzzy. You know, I'll give you a warm fuzzy there, you know, when it gets down to the real protection. And it says uh, the performance or, or it, it um, and it could be the performance of the linked index or asset, and it may cause you to quote unquote lose some or all of your principal. And, you know, the person that was asking this question uh, they were saying, oh, guaranteed, no, it's, you know, protected, right? And, and uh, you know, no, not necessarily. And liquidity is another risk that they point out, the Securities Exchange Commission, is that liquidity risk is you may not be able to sell these things back. You may not be able to get your money back. And I kiddingly call that the Hotel California effect. Check out anytime you like, you never leave. And uh, in addition, issuers are specifically disclaimed their intention to, they can, so the issuer says, we're going to disclaim our intention to repurchase this stuff. So guess what? If you want to sell it, good luck. Good luck getting your money back. Uh, payoff structure. Structure notes may be complicated payoff structures that can make it difficult for you to accurately assess their value. I, you know, this is something we dealt with in 2008, isn't it? We didn't, we didn't know, we had mark-to-market idea. We didn't know what things were even worth. That's what that whole term came from in 2008. And like this, payoff structures can be leveraged, inverse, or inverse leverage. Okay, do you get that? You, you totally understand that, right? <laughs> now, I get it. But you think about it, the people out there that are looking at buying these things, how many people actually understand what they're getting, let alone the investment people even understand it? I wonder if the investment people would be even recommending this if they really understood it themselves. Well, they probably will because, you know, the amount of payment. And there's some people that will do anything for the payment that they get for or the commission that they get for selling something. Then they have participation rates. And this is something you also see in indexed annuities as well. Again, we're talking about structured notes here, but they're very, very like in many ways indexed annuities. And these are things that are hot, hot, hot out there. People, you know, investment people selling this stuff to people and people getting pulled in by this. And it says, for example, if participation rate is 50%, the reference asset or index increased by 20%. So if they have a participation rate of 50% and the market goes up 20%, then the return paid to you would be 10%. And people hear that and go, oh, look, I can get the rate of return, historic return of the market. Now, if you look at the number of times from 1970 that the return of the S&P was above 10%, you think 1970 till now, I mean, gosh, you know, that's over 50 years. Uh, it's 32 of them. But most of the time, it wasn't up above the 20% number. 
in the minority of times was it above that number. So the long-term return of the S&P would not be what you get, A. But it's even worse than that, folks. Well, wait, there's more. Sound like a commercial. <laughs> you know, if you actually look at the S&P 500, you have two components of the returns. You have the return of the asset going up in value, but you also have the dividend paid. So what happens when a company pays a dividend, they may pay a dividend part of their earnings back to the end investor. Especially when you're dealing with the value components of the S&P, a, a lot of your return is going to be dividend. And then you have the appreciation. It goes up in value. Well, if you look at from 1970 through 2022, and you look at the S&P 500 and the return of the S&P 500, and if you remove the dividends from that equation, guess how much your return is reduced? You get a quarter, about a quarter of the accumulation. About a quarter of the accumulation. So you look at that and go, wow, that's a huge amount of the return just sucked, sucked away. And that's not even counting all the other bad stuff I just talked about. Then you got call risk. And, you know, call risk is an issue I always talk about with regards to bonds. You know, if you have the ability to call your debt, let's say you were able to, you know, and, and you quite often can do this as a consumer, you know, where in a way, uh, in, in that you, let's say you have a mortgage and then all of a sudden interest rates go down. What are you going to do with your mortgage? Well, you're going to refinance it, right? It's the idea, refinance it, get a lower interest rate. Well, if you refinance it, you know, bully for you. That's great. Wonderful for you. The bank kind of loses out because now they're lending you the same amount of money, but at a lower interest rate. Well, now imagine yourself on the other side of that equation. You are the lender. And the company that has borrowed money from you has the ability to actually call the loan. Now, when are they going to call the loan and refinance it when interest rates go down? Now, what do we know about bond prices? When interest rates go down, bond prices go up, right? So just when you're, uh, you have the ability to make more money, they call the debt on you. And now you're sitting there going, oh, man, just when I was going to make money on this thing, they sucked it out from under. They pulled the rug out from under me. You know, so that's exactly what they do here. It says, this is according, again, it's not Paul talking, because I don't have a dog in the fight. We don't sell stuff. We don't sell things to the public, and, and this show, my real goal, is not to be an infomercial, although we do manage money and, and we do uh, financial planning and all of those types of things. My goal here is to be an educational show, so when people listen, they go, man, this, what, this makes so much more sense than anything else I hear anyplace else. You know, so that's, that's my goal. I just want you to understand where my thinking is. But what happens is they... they um, with these structured notes is they go and call these things and all of a sudden, and, and Securities Exchange says, they say, they redeem the note before it matures at a price that may be above or below or equal to the face value of the structured note. And then you may not be able to invest, reinvest at the same rate of return provided by the structure note issued. Well, of course you wouldn't. If interest rates go down or if returns go down, that's basically what they're doing. And, you know, they weren't the only ones that wrote about this. Another one, I, another article I saw in uh, EDUCBA 
uh, is uh, .com, and they had a whole thing on it. And they, they were, I like the way they just put it. They just talked about structured notes. They says, you know, advantages, disadvantages, uh, disadvantages, complex, difficult to understand. Yeah. You know, to try to get this, people understand this, forget about it. A high fees and expenses. I like, I like that they add, added that in here, high fees and expenses, because now you know the incentive for the investing, investing community and investment advisor community to recommend these things. And it says, structured notes carry high fees, which ultimately hit the returns of investors. Fees even hurt the underlying, uh, if the underlying does not perform well. In other words, the house makes money whether you win or lose. You know, killing the returns further and maybe putting the returns into negative territory. High risk. Risk involved in a structured note is much higher than any other asset classes. And the worst part is that the investor will not have an exit if the investment bet goes wrong. I mean, I just like, you know, just straight to the point the way they put that. And, uh, you know, I think that's what you need to know as an investor. Because you can get pulled into something in a hurry, thinking you're going to get something nothing, that there's a free lunch on the table. The only free lunch on the table typically is where these people are out there doing workshops under the guise of, we'll teach you about social security. We'll teach you about how to save in taxes. We'll teach you how to you know, save fees, even though you, know, you, end up, you end up with something that is much higher fee than you ever imagined. But that's how they attract people to their workshops. And then bam, you know, we'll pull you in to some kind of workshop. And then all of a sudden you get hit with something like this. And I, I know there's all kinds of gimmicky, like people will do gimmicky, like bring a ratchet. You know, the ratchet only goes forward. It doesn't go back. You can only make money. You can't lose money. And, and they just don't tell you the whole story, in my experience. And, uh, and, and it's a shame. But that is how people get pulled in. So education, education, education. Hey, this is Paul Winkler. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Investor Coaching Show. If you want to learn more about what we do, go to our website, paulwinkler.com. You can watch some of the videos there, and if you're not already a client, you can set up a free initial consultation. Until next time, I'm Paul Winkler, reminding you that I believe that more educated investors are more confident investors, and confident investors are more successful investors. Have a great one. Advisory services offered through Paul Winkler, Inc., PWI, an investment advisor registered in the state of Tennessee. PWI does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your particular situation. This information is provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed to be a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any securities.